Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. One, beloved, I bring you a good word of God. Why do I say it's a good word of God? Because there are certain messages that are foundational. Amen. There are certain messages upon which we build our faith and we build our lives. And I believe that this message is a foundational message. It's about the goodness of God. Most of the time we meet each other and we say God is good and everybody says all the time God is good all the time. It's become like a cliche. But then do we really believe that God is good? And do we sit down to really consider the goodness of the Lord? I don't think so. Because if we did, many of the agitations, many of the fears and, and anxieties in our hearts would just flee away. Amen. Because when we have the knowledge and have received that revelation of God's goodness within our hearts, within our spirits, there's no room for doubt. And there's no room for fear. And there's no room for what ifs, what if not, hallelujah. And so this morning, I declare this is a good word, hallelujah. And so be blessed by this word. Don Moen sang a song that we all love. God is good all the time. No, and we all sing it. And a lot of people, as I say, meet each other and say, God is good. And we say all the time. But are they wrong or are they right in their submission that God is good and all the time? Is God good in a time of trouble? Is God good in a time when you have lost a dear one? Is God good in a time when you don't know where your next meal is coming from? Is God good when you feel lost and all alone? Is God good when troubles come upon you like a ton of bricks? Is God good all the time? But this morning, as I said, I bring you this word of God on the goodness of God. Hallelujah. So that we may establish this in our hearts. That God is good. And he is good all the time. Doesn't matter the circumstances, doesn't matter the situations, he still remains good. Amen. Beloved, you and I, I believe, are under supernatural grace today. It is because of the grace of God that we are alive. Many things have come and gone in your life. Many things are still happening. But by that supernatural grace, that enabling power of God, uh, that unmerited favor of God, we are alive to see today. And we have our peace in one way or the other. The subject of God's divine grace can never be understood or received without the foundational understanding of the attribute of God, that is his goodness. Amen. The goodness of God is God's attribute. It is who he is. Amen. The psalmist in Psalm 34 verse 8 says that, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good and blessed is the man that trusted in him. This is an utterance of King David upon meditating upon all the deliverances that God had brought him through. He came to this understanding that God is good. Hallelujah. God's goodness, beloved, is not in the God's action. And that is why we say he's good all the time. If we were to link God's goodness with his actions, we may be shaken. Amen. But you see, God's goodness is not based upon his action. Amen. Not based upon the doing of God, but it's based upon who he is and how he is. Glory to God. Moses at the time sought to see the glory of God. And for me, this piece of scripture and this portion of the Bible never ceases to amaze me. Because Moses has seen God's acts. He had been used by God to perform mighty miracles in Egypt. He had been used by God to open up the Red Sea. And so for him to say, Lord, show me your glory. I didn't quite understand what he was talking about. Because I felt that he had had enough encounters. Seen enough of God to be satisfied with what he had experienced. And sometimes, beloved, that is it. We experience God in so many areas of our lives. 
We have testimonies of God's goodness. We have testimonies of God's faithfulness. We have testimonies of a time when God saved us from a near accident. We have times when God delivered us from death. We have times when God really vindicated us. But nevertheless, yet, when we are faced with another challenge, we begin to shake. <laughs> and we want to see more. But Moses was not really wanting to see more of the hand of God. That is the acts of God. He was wanting to see the face of God. Wanting to know God for who he is. So he said to God, that Lord, show me your glory. He said, I should take these children of Israel to the promised land, but you have not shown me who will go with me. God said to him, don't worry, my presence will go with you and give you rest. But still, Moses was still insistent. He said, Lord, I beseech you, I beg of you, show me your glory. Show me who you are. Show me your magnitude. Show me your isness. Show me who you are. He wanted to know God, not for the things that God does, or has done but for who he is there's a difference beloved and that is why sometimes we walk in fear and in doubt and in anxiety because we have seen the hand of God but have we seen the face of God this one I bring you this word of God I said it's a good word hallelujah so that you may come to the place of not just knowing the hand of God but knowing the face of God who he is hallelujah and God said to him I will make all my goodness pass before you listen to this He's asking God that God show me your glory. And God's answer to him is that I will pass before you and I will show you all my goodness. Hallelujah. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. God was in essence telling Moses that all I am is good. He said, I will pass before you and I will show you all my goodness. Hallelujah. So you cannot see my face and live. No man can see my face and live. But I will cover you in a rock and I'll put my hand to cover you and I will pass by and I will declare unto you who I am by my face you will not see. And the Bible says in Exodus chapter 34 that the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed. This is who God said to him that he is. He said, the Lord, that is, I am the Lord. The Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Abundant, full, overflowing with goodness and truth. That's what God or who God said he is. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. That will by no means clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and fourth generation. God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And when God passed before Moses, he declared, I am the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and in truth. I will make all my goodness pass before you. God's name, beloved, is who he is. Every name of God is who he is. The Lord said, I am a good God. I'm abundant in goodness and in truth. This is who and how God is. God is absolutely good. But the Bible says there's no unrighteousness in God. Hallelujah. One day, a man came to Jesus and said, good master, good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And Jesus asked him, why do you call me good? There's none good, no one good, but God. And he said to him, but if you will enter into life, keep the commandments of the Lord. Jesus said, no one is absolutely good, but God. Amen. He is good. And in his goodness, God is upright. He's kind. And God's actions are fair. He's a just God. Hallelujah. Isaiah says that I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of our God according to all that God has bestowed on us and the great goodness unto the house of Israel who he has bestowed upon them according to his mercies, according to the magnitude, the multitude of his loving kindness. It's according to his goodness that he has bestowed upon the house of Israel. Beloved, everything that God has done in your life 
It's not because you deserved it. You're even being alive today. It's not because you are smarter, wiser, you exercise more, you are eating more healthy than somebody. It is just because of the goodness of the Lord. The loving kindness of God. The mercies of God keeps us. Hallelujah. Otherwise, some of us will not be alive. But it is because of the goodness of God, the mercies of God. So he said to Moses that, listen, I am merciful, I am good, I am gracious, abundant in goodness and truth. This is who and how God has declared that he is. Praise be to God. One of God's first attributes, I believe that his first attribute that he is known by, or that we can identify is in his goodness. Amen. Because when you look at creation, when God created the heavens and the earth, when he formed everything around, God himself looked at what he had done and he said it was good. In Genesis 1, 16 to 18, God made the two lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser to rule the night, that the sun and the moon. And he made stars also, the Bible says, and God set them in the feminine of heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And Bible said, and God saw it, and it was good. So God himself saw the work of his hands, his creation, and declared that it was good. We see God's goodness in creation. Because God created a beautiful habitation for man. He didn't create man or form man and then start looking for what man will eat and where man will stay. No, no, no. He created a, a beautiful habitation with everything in it. And then he brought man to it. That is goodness. That shows a sign of somebody who has a good intention. And everything that God has created on this earth, beloved, is for your good, is for my good. Hallelujah. Everything that God has created is for our good. Only God is good. The throne of God itself is established on truth. God's throne. Is established on truth, which comes out of his goodness. Because he is good, he is truthful. There, there, there's no unrighteous in him. He's holy. And God is infallible. God cannot sin. And God cannot lie. Hallelujah. God is absolute truth. And that is why we can safely trust in his word. We can safely trust in God. That is why those of us who have put our trust and our confidence in God can be rest assured that come hell or high water, forgive me for saying that, he will be there and he will show his loving kindness unto us. God cannot lie. Not that he will not lie. That's why when people say he will not lie to me, I say, no, you got it wrong. He cannot lie. Not that he will not lie. We should change that song. He cannot lie. It is impossible, Bible says, for God to lie. He's not like man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Bible says, and will he not do it? Whatever God has said, he will bring it to pass. God's goodness abounds in mercy. That's what we see, the mercy of God. I mean, when I look at some of the things that we do, and when I look into some of the things that are happening in the world, and God is still maintaining the world as he does, I say, indeed, he is merciful. And that's why sometimes when somebody says that, if I were God, I say, I thank God that you are not God. <laughs> because if we were to be God, can you imagine? We'll be calling fire all around. Burn, burn, hey, fire, burn, consume. We'll be killing everybody around us. But God is so merciful. God is so patient, forgiving. Bible says forbearing, lenient, clement, tender-hearted that even when we sin and we are unrepentant, he is the one who calls us and says, come, let us reason together. Even though your sins be as red as scarlet, they shall be as white as wool. Who does that? If somebody wrongs you as human beings, we want the person to come and apologize. We won't go and say, come and let's talk about it so that I forgive you. Nah, no, nah, that is not our nature. But the nature of God is good. And in his goodness, his grace is manifest towards us. And that's what makes God merciful. His goodness makes him merciful. God is so good that he's good to both the righteous and the unrighteousness. And the righteous. 
Listen, he makes the sun to shine upon the whole earth. The rain to fall upon all people and all lands. Whether they are sinners or they are righteous people. Whether they believe him, him or not, he causes rain to fall. This is God. And he's a good God. Wherever you are, give the Lord a mighty, mighty clap of praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord somebody. Hallelujah for his goodness. God is good to the righteous and the unrighteous alike. Amen. He causes it to rain on the just and on the unjust. Amen. And God's goodness, beloved, is unconditional. And that is what makes the love of God unconditional. Because it is not based upon circumstances. God's goodness, God's love is not like that of man, which is based on circumstances. Man's goodness, man's love is based on circumstances. When you do good, all right. If you don't do well, no. No, no, no. His goodness and, you know, his kindness and his love is unconditional. It's unconditional. He doesn't look at the condition or whatever you are doing or where you are at before he says, I love you. And that's why I want to tell you from the heart of God that your father says he loves you. God says, I love you. If you've ever doubted the love of God, this is what I speak from the heart of God, by the Spirit of God to tell you that God says, I love you. God loves you. If you felt unloved by people around you, by men, listen, the love of God is greater than the love of man. Because the love of man is conditional, but the love of God is unconditional. The love of God will be there in the hard times. The love of God is steadfast, unmovable and unshakable towards your life. The love of God will be there even in death. His love will still be with you. Men will desert you. People will frustrate you and forsake you. But God never leaves us nor forsakes us because of his unconditional love, tender mercies and loving kindness. Oh, somebody give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. Hallelujah. For the love of God. I feel it in my spirit. The love of God. Hallelujah. Bible says in Romans chapter 5, the verse 6 to 8, say that for when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Not for the godly. Say for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love towards us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Whilst we were yet sinners, I always say in the ministry of games and wildlife, like Tarzan and Jane, swinging from tree to tree, he located you whilst you were swinging from one tree to the other tree and said, I love you. I want you. And he saved you. Some people will wake up in the morning and wonder, what room am I in? Even there, God says, he loves you. And God's dealing with us is according to his divine goodness. And I call God's goodness divine because it is not like that of man. Hallelujah. God is good. I love Psalm 107. It always reminds me of the goodness of God and of the patience of God. Despite our shortcomings, despite our weaknesses, despite our frailties, despite our sins, our ups and downs, our backsliding and front sliding, side sliding and slow sliding every kind of sliding God puts up with it hallelujah give the Lord a mighty clap offering amen and one of the key words in Psalm 107 is that oh that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men oh that men would praise God for his goodness and for his wonderful works towards the children of men because of God's goodness beloved he thinks about you with good thoughts. Amen. Because in Psalm 107, he says that when people from their own hearts sin and you know, they go astray and they have trouble and they come to a place where they are even dying, they, they cry unto God and God still hears them and delivers them. You know, that, that means that God's love is always ready to come to your aid. And that is why, beloved, if you find that you have fallen short of the glory of God, if you find that your life has backslidden into sin, 
Know that like the father of the prodigal son, your father is always ready to receive you back. There's no shame in going back to God and saying to him that, Father, I messed up. Father, I missed it. Father, I didn't do right. But I come back to you. Listen, he's ready with open arms to embrace you, to take you back in, to, to comfort you and to restore you to take off your filthy garments and put upon you robes of righteousness and put upon your finger his own signet, his own authority, his ring of authority declare that you are my son, you are my daughter. What kind of God is this? He is our God and he shall be our God to the very end. Give the Lord a clap offering. Clap your hands and appreciate the goodness of God. Out of God's goodness, he has good plans for us. And because you know, when you are good or you feel goodly towards somebody, you definitely don't have an ill will for the person. God doesn't have any ill will towards us. No, 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 no. He says that, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the plans that I have for you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you a hope and a future. To bring you to an expected end. Jeremiah 29 from 10 to 11. God says that. He said, for I know the plans. And they are good plans, thoughts of good, plans of good. Listen, this one, I bring you this good word so that you sit back and rest your heart and stop worrying about tomorrow, stop worrying about next year. People are already you know, worried about how it will be like after Corona, after the Rona, how are we going to manage, how, how are things going to be? Listen, that is for your God to take care of. It's not for you to worry about. Because your father has got you. He's already prepared a table before you. After all this is over. He will keep you alive, number one. He will protect your life, number two. He will preserve you. And then he will prepare whatever you need after all this is past and gone. Maybe you've lost a job. Don't worry about it. God has a better job for you. And I'm not just saying because I want you to feel good. I am saying because I know that God will never leave you nor forsake you. David said, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor he seed begging bread. You will not have to beg for bread. You will not be forsaken. God will provide every need of yours according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Listen, if God has kept you alive, then he has a plan. And he has provision for you. Praise the Lord. God is amazing. There are so many ways and so many times when we see the, the power of God manifesting in our lives. Despite our wanderings. Despite you know, our going away. Amen. That's why I say I love someone who said that even when men by our own doing mess up and we are pointed to, to death and to destruction. God's tail will come and deliver us. When our transgressions and our iniquities have brought us to the place of affliction, all you need to do is cry out to him, say, Lord, I am sorry. And he's there. An amazing father. A good father. God's goodness, beloved, ensures his divine protection over your life. And so listen, your life is protected. God has not left you to the wild animals and the wildness of the world's evil. No. He says that he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. So whether you see the angels of God or you don't see them, trust in his word that indeed you are surrounded. Your home is surrounded. Your life is surrounded. Because God will not leave you to the, the devices of the wicked. He will preserve you and he will keep you. God's goodness brings in his divine provision. God is good. I want to declare one more time. God is good. And I need you wherever you are to declare God is good. If I bring it home and say my God is good. Say it. My God is good. One more time. Say it. My God is good. Third one. Say it. My God is good. My God is good. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering of praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Psalm 84 verse 11 says that for the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. The Lord, he's a sun 
and a shield. He's a son to cause the earth to bring forth abundantly. A shield to protect and to defend us. I believe it was maybe two years ago, something happened and I said, wow, God, indeed you are good. There was a gas explosion at, um, I think, Hatu Junction or Tommy Junction, there about. And when the explosion happened, and the fire was in the cloud and, you know, the whole area was like a blaze. And it looked like it was going to be a very terrible thing. Burning homes and things. Suddenly, rain started to fall. I said, wow. Where is this rain coming from? But God has seen his people in the different homes there. And God's mercy came forth. His goodness went into action. And immediately, I believe God gave instruction. Let there be rain on that area. There was rain. And that is what saved the situation. Because if that explosion and that fire had been left without the rain of God, what kind of fire service would have been able to put out that fire? But it rained from heaven. And the fire was stopped. I just love God. He is good. And so, beloved, before you call, he says that he will answer you. And whilst you are yet speaking, he will hear you because of his goodness. Oh, lift up your hands and just worship the Lord. We worship you, oh God, for your goodness. We love you, Lord. And we say we thank you for your loving kindness. Hallelujah. He's a son to cause the earth to bring forth abundantly. And he's a shield to protect and to defend us. You know, his goodness brings his help to his people. Amen. And Bible said that God will not withhold anything from them that walk uprightly. He won't withhold anything good from you. Whatever is needed in your life today, I bring you this good word from the heart of your father. Because I'm not speaking from my mind. I'm speaking from the depth of what the Holy Spirit quickens in me. That you may know and understand. Because when you have come to the place of understanding and revelation about God. Beloved, there's nothing that will move you. And it's been my prayer that today you come to the place of understanding. And the place of revelation. Which will stick fast in your mind and in your spirit. That God is good. And his goodness is towards you. And his goodness is all the time. Not some of the time. So that you come to the place of trust. Because until we come to the place of revelation and understanding of the absolute goodness of God, we can't trust him at all times. We can't trust him for everything. You can trust God for a kind of Coca-Cola. But can you trust God for that healing? You've gone to the hospital and you've been diagnosed with an incurable disease. You could trust God for when they said it was malaria. You could trust God for the healing of what we call the common cold. Why do we call it the common cold? Because we feel that it's easy to get over. But when you are diagnosed with a cancer, will your faith still stand? Will you still believe that the God who heals the common cold, he's the same God who will heal you of that cancer? You see, it is your absolute trust in the absolute goodness of the Lord that will keep you in times of strong battles in times when everything around you is saying impossible cannot be in times when everything seems to be giving up on you and in times when everything seems to be crashing around you it is your trust in the goodness of God that will keep you because most of the time we can believe God for the small things in life but our challenges come when the biggies come or what we consider the biggest. But I always say that God doesn't need any more power to heal you of the common cold that he needs to heal you of coronavirus or cancer or whatever it is. He doesn't need more power. He doesn't need to, you know, crunch up more power. Now, nah, this one is coronavirus. Let's get more power in here. No, 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 no. He's all powerful. And he doesn't need more power. His goodness, his goodness, can be trusted in. This one, I want to bring your heart home to God. I want to bring your heart to the place of trust. 
You see, because problems become magnified and problems find a way to really destroy when we doubt God's goodness. Whenever we doubt God's goodness, it opens the door for trouble. And that was Eve's trouble because Satan, the deceiver, was able to convince her to doubt the integrity of God. Has God said? And no, he knows that the day you eat of this fruit, you'll be wise like himself. And then Eve begins to doubt. Ah, maybe God is not no, so pure and honest as we thought. But you see, it was such a strong deception. Because I realized that God said, let us make man after our likeness in and in our image. So Adam and Eve were already made in the likeness of God. So what was the serpent talking about? What was Satan talking about? But Eve forgot the word of God. And that's why it's important, beloved, that you do not forget the word of God. In times of trouble, the first thing you ought to go for, reach into the word. Reach into the word that is within you. That which you have downloaded into your spirit by consistent reading of the Bible or listening to messages. Whatever you have downloaded in your spirit in times of adversity, reach in for it. If you have nothing in there by reason of not reading your Bible, praise God, reach for your Bible. And there's nothing, there's nothing here on earth. There's no problem that doesn't, that doesn't have a solution in the word of God. God has a word for everything. Trust me, there's a word for everything if you desire or, or you care to seek to find it. Eve did not consider the word of God. She didn't remember the word of God and she believed the lie. If we'll trust in the goodness of the Lord, we'll stop believing Satan's lies. You're going to die. Well, you're not going to die. Why does God have to kill you? Why do you have to die? He said that with long life, Will I satisfy you? And I'll show you my salvation. So you're going to die, you're going to die. No, no, tell the devil, tell the listen, listen, listen. The Bible says that I will serve the Lord, my God. He will bless my bread and he will bless my water. He will take sickness from me. I will not be buried or unfruitful. And the number of my days, my God says he will fulfill. And that is a covenant promise for those who serve the Lord. And I serve the Lord. Tell him to his face and let him find somewhere to go and hide. Because that would have been a TKO, technical knockout. You knock him out by the word of God, as Jesus did. Listen, don't doubt the word of God. But the only way that you will not doubt God's word is when you believe or you have come to the place of understanding and revelation about God's goodness. Satan likes to blind the eyes of people to the goodness of the Lord. And that is the power of deception. Somebody will say, I've prayed, Apostle, I've prayed for so long and I still don't have an answer from God. Has God forgotten me? I don't know whether God hears me at all. And some people pray those prayers. Hey, go to some prayer meetings or prayer camps and you see, God, are you asleep? If you're asleep, wake up. Listen, that is even an insult to God. But people pray that prayer. God, have you forgotten me? God, remember me? Oh, God, are you asleep? He says he doesn't sleep nor slumber. He's God. So what are you talking about? What kind of prayer is that? If you are fond of praying like that today, stop it. Stop. Amen. Because God is watching over you by day and by night. When you are asleep at night, and changing gears from first gear of snoring to the fourth gear of high snoring, God is watching over you. And I'm sure he's smiling. So see how my daughter can snore or my son for that matter. Hallelujah. This is just a joke. But listen, to, to, to be, you know, God is watching over you. He knows your down sitting and your uprising as Psalm 139 declares. He knows your thoughts even from far off. He knows all things. You cannot hide from his presence. His presence is always with you. He knows the state of your heart. He knows the condition of your pocket. He knows everything. And in his goodness, he has a plan. I want you to rest in the Lord today. From today, beloved, I, I, I want you to come to the place of rest 
rest upon the goodness of the Lord. That that which you have committed into his hands, you know that because of his goodness, he will keep for you. If you pray and you believe God has heard you, there's no more need to doubt. And there's no more need to fear. Let your heart rest. If there's somebody in that room with you, touch them and say, let your heart rest. This one is family, so no social distancing. Touch them and say, let your heart rest. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. But we must not also despise the goodness of the Lord. Because many, many despise the goodness of the Lord. They take the goodness of the Lord for granted. Romans chapter 2, the verse 4 says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of the Lord leadeth thee to repentance? Some people try God's patience in sin, in sin. And when they realize that they are still sinning and it's like everything seems to be all right, you know, it's like they're taking advantage of God's goodness. But listen, the reason why God is so long-suffering and still good to you is that he, he's, he's releasing that goodness that will lead you to repentance. His mind and his heart is that you repent from all your sins and come back to him. Everything that God does in your life, beloved, is to bring you to him, to hold you in his arms. Amen. So don't take the goodness of God for granted. Amen. Somebody says, oh, leave me alone. I've been smoking this thing for years and nothing's happened to me. It's the goodness of the Lord, but he's waiting for you to repent. Meanwhile, the devil is busy prowling around you, waiting for one day to hit. Don't provoke God. Don't, don't push it. It is time for us to repent out of our acknowledgement that God has been good to us. God has held on to us despite our ways. God has not left us despite our ways because of his goodness. But ultimately, the desire of your father is that you draw close to him. Is that you come back to him. The Bible says it is because of his mercies that we are not consumed. Ah, if it wasn't for the mercies of God, beloved, we won't be alive today. We would, we would, be, we would be consumed. Look at the number of things that you've been through. People didn't go through half of that. And they lost their minds. But you are still sound. People haven't gone through half of what you've been through. And they just killed over and they died. But look at you. You are still alive. It is just because of the mercies of God. He said, because of his mercies, we are not consumed. Because God's compassions, which also stem out of his goodness. God is compassionate because he's good. Because if somebody is not good, they're not compassionate. They don't have any feeling for anybody. But a heart of compassion comes out of goodness. So God's compassionate nature comes out of it. his goodness, his nature of goodness. And Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. Every morning you get a fresh dose of God's mercies. Every morning God is reached out to you. Great is the faithfulness of God. He's faithful. And Bible says even when we are unfaithful, he still remains faithful. And that comes also out of the goodness of God. God's faithfulness is because of his goodness. So let us not take the goodness of God for granted. God's goodness and God's message towards us is meant to bring us to the place of a turnaround, of repentance. Amen. It is to bring us to the place of appreciating God's goodness and loving him in return. You see, God's goodness should bring us a place, our acknowledgement, our understanding of God's goodness should bring us to the place of you know, loving him in return. Because you see, after all that God does, and he's doing, beloved, there, there's only one thing that we can do. And that is to love him in return for all his goodness towards us. And to love our neighbors, to love others. Amen. Because we have tasted, we have experienced the goodness of God. And if we say we are children of God, then that goodly nature of our father ought to be in us. That we should also be good to others. The goodness of the Lord one acknowledge, beloved, brings us to the place of being thankful. See, because if you don't acknowledge the goodness of God, every good thing that is happening around you, you say, oh, my strength has gotten me this. 
oh, I am this, and you know, I know this, and you know, I'm that, and pride sets in. But when you come to understand that, listen, there's nothing in you, there's nothing you could have done, nothing would have gone right but for the goodness of the Lord. Because somebody is doing exactly what you are doing, and they are not getting profit, they are not being blessed. They are not seeing top, as somebody would say. But you are doing it and look at how your life is flourishing. Somebody was smarter than you, you know, academically when you were in school. But where did they end up? And where are you now? Listen, sit down. Just sit down and take into account how far God has brought you. And what God has done for you. And you will see that indeed it has just been the pure goodness of the Lord. Oh, somebody clap your hands. Just clap your hands and appreciate the pure goodness of God. So we'll have a thankful heart and develop an attitude of gratitude towards God. Beloved, we must seek to be as our Father is. Good. Amen. Good to one another. Forgiving one another. Helping one another even as God has been good to us. Forgiving us and still forgives us and helps us. Amen. That's what the psalmist says. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And blessed is the man that trusted in him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I will say I have tasted of the goodness of the Lord. I have experienced the goodness of the Lord in my life so much. Amen. Sometimes I just can't wrap my mind around it. That God, why have you been so good to me? I know I don't deserve it. But you've been good. I know that this thing that I'm saying echoes also in your heart. That God has been so good to you. You don't deserve it. You know yourself. You don't deserve it. But he's been good to you. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And blessed is the man that trusted him. And so trust in the Lord God. Hallelujah. Trust in him. Because he, when you believe in his goodness and you trust in him, that is when you begin to see miracles. Simon Peter said to Jesus when Jesus had used his boat for preaching, for ministry, and then Jesus said that, lodge into the deep and catch fish. So, Master, we have toiled all night and have caught nothing. But nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. That was trust. Because every good fisherman knows that, you know, you can't catch fish in the daytime when the fish is looking at you eyeball to eyeball. You're also looking at the fish. No, they will swim away. But Peter had come to understand that if the master said it in trust, I will obey. And he trusted him because he believed in him. Beloved, believe in the goodness of the Lord. It will bring you to a place of trust. And that trust will bring you to a place of obedience. Oh, glory. Bring you to a place of obedience. And when you come to the place of obedience, you begin to see the manifestation of the goodness of God in your life. I pray for you today that may you walk in trust in God and in obedience to his word. Hallelujah. And I pray that may you begin to see the manifestation of God's goodness in every area of your life, in your health, in your finances, in your mind, in your bodily strength, in every area of your life. Beloved, believe in the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. It will keep you. It will keep you from sinking. It will keep you afloat. David said in Psalm 27, verse 13 to 14, he said, I had fainted or I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He said, if I had not believed to see God's goodness, I would have fainted. I would have given up. People are committing suicide. Why? Because they don't believe in the goodness of the Lord that things can change. But beloved, when the enemy comes to tell you that your life is not worth living, end it, end it. It's better that you died. Beloved, it is at that point that you ought to reach out in faith to God and say, Lord, I believe despite whatever I'm going through, despite my situation, I believe that you are still good. And reach to him for help instead of that rope or that medication. David said, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. 
and it will strengthen your heart. When we believe on the goodness of the Lord, we will be held up. This morning, as I bring my message to a close, I pray that may you have a heart and a mind to trust in the goodness of the Lord and have faith in God in everything, despite everything. Trust that because of the goodness of the Lord, I will get through this. Because of the goodness of the Lord, I will make it. Because of the goodness of the Lord, it will happen. Amen. Trust in God's goodness. Don't despise it. Giving thanks for it. You will also stand to testify before people that I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You also testify and say, praise the Lord for his good and his mercies endure forever. This morning, beloved, I pray over your life that may this month of May bring an avalanche of God's goodness upon your life. Despite everything that is going on in the world today, the coronavirus and the economic situations, beloved, I pray that may the goodness of the Lord be poured so much upon you that that goodness will keep you, protect you, preserve you, deliver you from fear, and terror because people are living in fear and terror of being infected by the coronavirus listen if you do that what you're supposed to do and you trust in the goodness of the lord he will keep you the lord will keep you walking in his wisdom walking in faith with him he will preserve your life he will preserve the life of your children he will protect you trust in the goodness of the lord that he will make a way for you he will provide for you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I want to lift up your two hands this morning. Hallelujah. Begin to thank God for his goodness. Begin to praise God for his goodness. Lift up your voice. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you are good and your mercies endure forever. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, Lord, we thank you for your goodness towards us, O God. If we are alive today, it is because of your goodness. My God, if we have a voice to sing, my God, to you, it's because of your goodness. My God, if blood is flowing through our veins, Lord, it's because of your goodness. This morning, we say thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We trust in your goodness, O God. We believe that you are good, and we trust in your unfailing love that comes out of your goodness, O God. And we know that, Lord, you will show yourself strong on our behalf. You will be good to us, O God. We have no doubt about your goodness, O God. And we declare this morning, O God, that, Lord, your goodness overshadows us, O God. Your goodness overshadows your people. We bless your name this morning, O God. We say thank you, Lord, our good God, our righteous God, our faithful God. We give you glory this morning, O God. We give you honor. We say, may your name be exalted, O God. Ah, may your name be praised, O God. Who is like unto thee, O God? Among the gods, there's none like you, O God. You are glorious in holiness, O God, fearful in praise. My God, my God, showing loving kindness and tender mercies unto us. We say thank you for your goodness, O God. Thank you for your unfailing love. Thank you for your mercies and your compassions, my God, that are upon our lives. This morning, Father, we come to you, O God, in absolute trust. We put away, my God, our doubts. We put away our fears, O God. We will not doubt your goodness. We will not doubt your truth, O God. We will not doubt your word. We will not doubt you, O God. We will not doubt, O God. We come to the place of trust this morning. We come to the place of absolute faith, knowing that because you are good, uh, we can depend on you, oh God, and you will not fail uh, because you are the unfailing God. We give you glory this morning, oh God, and thank you for your goodness. That in your goodness, my God, you will provide. In your goodness, Lord, you will protect. In your goodness, Lord, you will preserve. In your goodness, Lord, you will make a way even where there seems to be no way. In because of your goodness, Lord, you will hear our cry. Ah, because of your goodness, you will hear and answer our prayer. We give you thanks this morning, O oh God. We give you praise, O oh God. We say you are good. You are good, O oh Lord. You are good, Lord. 
and your mercies endure forever. Your mercies are towards us, O oh God. Your goodness overshadows our lives. We will dwell, my God, in the safety and the shelter of your goodness all the days of our lives. We thank you, Lord, this morning. We give you praise. And Father, I thank you, my God, for every worshiper this morning. Everybody that has been in this service this morning, Lord, I pray extending, oh God, your blessing, your blessing of your goodness upon their lives. That, Lord, you show yourself strong on behalf of your people, oh God. You manifest your goodness, oh God, and manifest your glory in their lives. Ah, oh, beloved, this morning receive the goodness of the Lord. Receive the manifestation of the goodness of the Lord in your life. Be healed of infirmities. This morning, may every worry leave your heart and your mind. This morning, we pray upon your life that may the blessing of God's goodness overshadow you. By his goodness, may your life be kept in the name of the Lord Jesus. May the Lord show you his goodness in the land of the living. You will not die, but you will live to declare the good works of the Lord. May God bless you in the work of your hands. May God perfect everything that concerns you. May God bless your family. May God bless everything that pertains unto your life. I pray that in this time, may the goodness of the Lord bring you to a new level in your life. I call for divine elevation. A forward moving by the goodness of the Lord. May the good hand of the Lord be upon your life. Be upon your home. Be upon your children. Be upon your marriage. Be upon the work of your hands. Open new doors unto your life. In the name of Jesus. Take you to your next level. In the mighty name of Jesus. May the goodness of the Lord keep you. May the goodness of the Lord keep you. May every sanctified desire of your heart be met by the goodness of the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. May the goodness of the Lord bring the desired change. Ah, into your life. This morning, may your heart rest. Receive that peace. Because I sense the spirit of peace. Come. Receive peace in your heart. Receive peace in your heart. Receive peace in your heart. Let the struggle in your mind cease. The fear go. May the fear of the Lord anchor your life. Anchor your mind to be steadfast in faith in him. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory this morning that your blessing over the lives of your people comes out of your goodness. Bless your people, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website www.tlgm.org Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.